What's going on? My name is Thomas McBride, and this is the second episode of The Thomas Show. The Thomas Show is brought to you by Subway Dessert Lineup. It's actually going to be a wrap this time. It's going to be a 12-inch, lovely Oreo wrap. Um, it's filled with Nutella and marshmallow and bits and pieces of Oreo and graham cracker. It's fantastic. When you finish sucking down your 12 inches of meatball sub or buffalo chicken sub, Go out and get a Subway 12-inch dessert wrap. It's fantastic, and you'll like it. I did. Okay, what's up? We're here. I'm here. I'm doing it. It's Wednesday. I'm recording this two days before it should go live. That's pretty exciting. I usually, well, the last time I did it, at 8 a.m. on Friday when it was supposed to go live, and I don't remember a whole lot about what went on in that episode. I, I haven't even listened to it, which is probably a point of contention. I probably should listen to it because... That's probably a good decision is to listen to things before I upload them, but we're going to do it live. What's that? There's like a, there's an online GIF that says we're going to do it live, I think. Probably post that on Twitter when I do, when I post this. So this episode, I think I'm going to make all about Apple because the new iPads came out this week and they look just utterly insane. If you're not interested in Apple, probably skip this episode because that's all we're going to, I mean, don't skip it, listen to it. You can skip to the ads and make me a little money if Subway decides to. I tweeted at Subway. They said they did not want to sponsor me, which is kind of disappointing because I had some really good ideas. In addition to the 12-inch dessert sub, the 12-inch wrap, I also have um, some other great ideas. They could probably do milkshakes. I think milkshakes and a 12-inch sub would be would be pretty fantastic. But, you know, who does Subway care? They got, they got Jared. Well, they don't have Jared anymore, actually. I don't think. Maybe he's still on their payroll. I don't know. So, Apple. New um, iPads this week. They look amazing. They got, like, no bezel. They're still an LCD, which basically means, if you don't know, um, the pixels on your phone are lit up by a backlight, kind of like a, a big spotlight behind the actual screen of your phone, and that's what um, controls the brightness. Um, so on the iPad, it's an LCD, it's controlled by that backlight, means um, it doesn't exactly get as dark as um, some of the other OLED panels that are now on the iPhone XS and that were on the iPhone X. Um, so it, it doesn't look as fantastic um, as some of the most recent panels, but it's still an Apple LCD. It still looks pretty sweet. And it has Face ID. Um, Face ID in this iPad works in any orientation so you can hold it upside down um, which is kind of a kind of annoying I actually I went out and got the iPhone 10s which I'll talk about in a little bit um, and when I wake up and I'm kind of lying on my side and I open my phone to do my my pre get out of bed everyone does it it's their pre get out of bed social media crawl kind of scroll through everything don't really know what you're doing you're just kind of mindlessly stupidly scrolling and taking in information but not really taking in information because it's 8 a.m. and you're kind of dead inside. We're all dead inside at 8 a.m. I don't think anyone's doing anything. Brains aren't functional until at least 9.30, in my opinion. I don't know. If you wake up earlier, maybe it's different. All my high school friends probably wake up at you know 6.30 a.m. Their minds are probably working by, I don't know, 7.30? Give it an hour? Maybe, maybe 8? An hour and a half? Maybe. I don't know. The mind is an interesting thing. But so the iPhone will not um, it won't unlock if your face is kind of in a different orientation than those sensors up at the top. 
It also, the new iPads do not have a notch. They kind of got this seamless bezel all the way around. It's a little bit bigger than the iPhones, but it still looks pretty good in my opinion. And they're also stupidly powerful. They're more powerful than most Windows laptops. They're more powerful than a couple 2015 MacBooks, which is just insane. If you were to tell me a few years ago that iPads would be more powerful than, like, I don't know, 80% of Windows laptops, I would have said, get the hell out of here because you're absolutely wrong. It's an iPad. But here we are. We're here with iPads that are just absurdly powerful, and it's insane. The one thing, a lot of reviews came out on Monday. The one thing that I've seen in all those reviews is it still runs iOS, which is its most limiting factor right now. It doesn't run any macOS apps, means you can't do any software development. You can't really edit videos. There's a beta for Photoshop on the iPad now. I think some people are getting access, um, and that, that's supposed to run real smooth. Real smooth. Um, and that's just, that's just crazy that you can edit photos in Photoshop on an iPad, which is probably the best scenario if you wanted to edit photos because you get the uh, you get the new Apple Pencil, which, oh my goodness, did you see how the first Apple Pencil charged? You had to plug it in to the lightning port on the bottom of the iPad, and it stuck out. It was, it was like this dagger almost. You could probably, you know, seriously injure someone with it. Now it just attaches magnetically to the side of the iPad, and it charges wirelessly, which finally... Um, and it's supposed to be super satisfying. I've heard like the, the little click it makes, you know, the, the sound, which is, that's a big part for Apple. They're, they're all about the details. And that sound is supposed to be, you know, muy perfecto. I'm an Italian, but I don't think that's Italian. That's probably Spanish. I don't, I don't know a whole lot of Italian, even though I'm in the class. We're learning the basics, and apparently perfecto is not one of the basics. So the new iPads are super insane. We've got a new MacBook Air, which is like... That's the MacBook for everyone. That's the computer if I were to recommend. Actually, I don't know if I'd recommend that computer because it's actually a little bit more expensive than most people are probably looking for. If you're looking for a computer, just go out and get an iPad because it's going to do 99% of want of what you want to do. Um, and if you actually need a computer, um, I don't know, go get a Chromebook or something. It's basically a computer. It does all the things you need it to do. What are, what are, what are you? Tweet at me. Here's a, here's a good Twitter moment. Tweet at me. What do you do with a computer besides go on the internet? If you're a video editor, obviously I'm not talking to you because you know what you need and you should probably go get what you need. If you, I mean, you can't do anything like that on an iPad. They have Adobe Rush, but that's not exactly the same thing. Um, they have iMovie as well. Uh, I don't know how serious of an edit you can do. You can podcast on like iPads and iPhones now. So what's the point of that? Obviously, I'm using a computer here, but you can do basically everything on an iPad or an iPhone. And these new iPads, and they have, um, they got the USB-C. So you can plug in a camera, you can plug in just about anything except for universal external storage. You cannot plug in, like, a, a thumb drive, which is just, that's stupid. Why couldn't you plug in a thumb drive? That's, like, that's the one thing that you'd want to plug into. They got... Insane amounts of storage on the iPad. I think it goes up to like a terabyte, but still. You know, plug in this external storage and then transfer it to another iPad or another computer. That's that's kind of what computing is, is the transfer of storage. So yeah, new iPads. Um, they look sweet. I probably won't get one um, just because I'd use it for Twitter. And that's it. And I, I got a number of Twitter 
devices already. On my watch, my Apple Watch, I actually installed this new app that's called Chirp, and it allows you to um, to read tweets. I don't know if you can post tweets. Maybe you have to upgrade or something, but it's pretty sweet. It's slow, but it's fantastic because you can read Twitter on your watch. You know, you're walking down, don't have time to look at your phone because you're a busy intellectual. I'm not saying I'm a busy intellectual, but... Maybe if I'm walking down the street and I need to check Twitter real quick, I can open up Chirp on my watch and be like, hey, there he is. There's Elon Musk tweeting about, I don't know, voting midterms for this week. But I'm going to avoid that in all cases because that's not what this podcast is about. Even though this podcast, this podcast, bleh, this podcast is about everything. Um, so here's my theory on Apple. I said I'd eventually get to it. Apple makes um, their devices for the creative. We kind of all know that. We kind of, that's been the advertising for millions of years, is it? Apple makes their devices for the creative, for the creative professional, for the creative amateur, just for the creative in general. And Windows, they got their laptops, they got their desktops. They're kind of more for the, the gaming focused, like, you know, there's this line in this video where you know apples for the creative and windows you know for my taxes if you go to any tax professional chances are they're probably using a windows computer just because that's the that's the scenario that windows focuses on i guess or the the segment recently though i've seen a lot of windows ads especially for like the new surface tablets or whatever they're focusing on the creative the entrepreneur the person who likes to multitask between software development and um, you know, making pictures and doing entrepreneur stuff, which is interesting because if you talk to basically any software developer, they're not going to be too keen on Windows, mostly because it doesn't have the Unix and the Linux kind of back system for um, development. So that's probably a little too technical for most of my listeners. But if you like that, tweet at me, and I'll talk a little bit more about software development. Um yeah, that's an interesting front. I'd like to expand on that in a podcast. Maybe another podcast. Maybe a special bonus episode. Maybe that's what we're going to do. A special bonus episode for the software development crew. I love software development. Um, I'm an avid software developer. I can't say I'm an avid. I, I'm a dabbler. I like to dabble. Um, but yeah, Apple creates this hardware and this software. They marry them together for the creative professional. Windows is off doing their own thing for the tax professional and that's what makes apple so so exciting and so meaningful and so awesome to watch because when we're you know gabbing over these celebrities on the red carpet and you know on twitter and all these people those are the people that are using macs they're using iphones and we enjoy looking at them we enjoy watching their personalities evolve and we enjoy looking at their lifestyle and trying to emulate that as much as possible. And Apple knows this. They know that. If you look at an iPhone now and you look at basically any Android phone, you can see the differences in, you know, the build quality, um, the price, of course, and just how these things look. I mean, the new iPhones, they look like a jewel, right, with the stainless steel sides and the glass on the back and the front. It's just... Even the new 10R, the colors, those are stunning. Even though, in my opinion, they look a little childish, they're still unblue. Ooh, the lights went out. That's weird. Cool, though. It's a little lighter now, so I, I can see things. Um, but, the, I mean, the new colors are just absolutely crazy. Like, that red is just pff, right in your face. Like, you... 
it's just a wave of red and a wave of, you know, there's this yellow color, there's this coral color, and they're just in-your-face bold, and they look sweet, but they also look childish. And that's what Apple's all about, is making things look really, really cool. And, I mean, even in their product videos, if you see an Apple ad on TV, it's, you know, this amazing marrying of music and digital cinematography. They're sweet. And if I can figure out how to make one of those videos, you know damn well that I will make one of those videos because they looked amazing. Even if you scroll on my Instagram, I think I still have one of those videos live. They had this ad campaign where they would do like a shot on iPhone and they would like take a few seconds of video or a couple of pictures and put them together with this music. I basically stripped one of their ads. I think it was one with this, um, this Born song. I stripped one of their ads. I put my video on it. It was like a sunset or something. And it like it just automatically elevated how cool the video looked, mostly because it was tied to Apple. And yeah, I mean, just brand, brand recognition and brand power is just unbelievable. And I just got an alert on my watch that uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions has resigned at tr Trump's request. So there you go. Friday news. I... This will probably evolve into something that I will explore further later tonight and Thursday. And It's so weird recording this on a Wednesday. I can't believe it. I feel like I'm so disconnected. If I shouldn't record it on Wednesdays anymore, I'll record it on Friday mornings. But, I mean, like, I'm looking at the back of this iMac through this window. And, like, the Apple logo, it's just... It's just this recognition of the company and everything the company stands for. And they're this progressive, forward-looking company, and they're a trillion-dollar business. They're actually not a trillion-dollar valuation right now. I think they're, like, a little under... Ooh, the lights went back on. Um, they're this under-trillion-dollar company, but still, they're just a, a megalith, and they don't seem like it. They seem like this small little... Steve Jobs seems like he's still on the company, and it's, it's just a fantastic little little gang of people. If you look on Twitter and you kind of search for people who work at Apple, sometimes they'll put it in their little biographies or descriptions or whatever. They're just regular old people. I mean, they're not, they're nothing, they're, you know, I mean, of course, they're very, very talented and special and they know what they're doing at basically all times in their field. And it's utterly incredible what these people can produce and their craftsmanship and product man managerial skills and their ability to, you know, put pen to paper, put ink on you know, paper, again, um, their ability to develop and design and integrate everything together and actually make something that, you know, is basically dreamlike. Like, if you were to, you know, look at an iPhone, you know, five years ago, like the iPhone that we have now, you'd be like, you know, oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. And that's basically what the first iPhone was, was this marrying of just so many different products into one and it was it was dreamlike it was unbelievable that such a little package could basically take all of these things and put them together and do it so well everything on the iPhone works everything on the Mac works it's really incredible I think I got AirPods um, probably five or six months ago now and they are consistently I rave about them every single time someone asks, hey, what are those? You know, well, of course they know what they are, but, you know, how do you like them? What, whatever. And they're one of my favorite purchases I think I've ever made. And I'm not going to advertise for Apple 
because that's already been done in the advertisements on TV. But if you go out and buy AirPods, I can guarantee with basically 99.9% .9 certainty that you're going to fall in love with them because you're going to be listening to music. You're going to be listening to podcasts, maybe The Thomas Show, basically constantly. And it's fantastic that you can just pop them in for five minutes. I do it on my way to class. It takes maybe five minutes to get from my dorm to my class. And in those five minutes, I will devour five minutes of a podcast. I'll devour a couple songs. Um, and I'll be able to just, like, enjoy the entertainment on the on the way. I think audio is 100% the future, and Apple knows this. They're going to be the leaders in the ambient. I'm going to call it the ambient audio industry because I think that's a pretty fair um, assumption as to what it's going to be. It's not going to be the forefront of what we're doing because I think that's always going to remain visual, um, you know, video or AR glasses or what have you. But this kind of ambient audio is definitely going to be something that Apple is pioneering, especially because they have the AirPods and this huge podcast network. And Apple Music is probably one of the most popular. It's probably second to Spotify, I would imagine. Um, music listening, maybe YouTube is probably up there as well, and maybe SoundCloud. Um, but they're just they're the pioneers of this audio space, and they've always been the pioneers of the audio space. Remember the iPod was just... I mean, that was unbelievable that you could store that amount of music on such a little device and be able to listen to it anywhere. Um, there's this, you know, Office episode where there's an iPod in there and you just immediately recognize it and it's this crown jewel and it's fantastic because it's an iPod and everyone wants it. Um, it's, like a, it's like a Secret Santa episode, I think, and they're, tossing, they're talking about the iPod and trying to figure out who's going to get it at the end. Um, and it's just like, it's this amazing technological revolution and it's fantastic because it's an iPod and who doesn't want an iPod? It stores all this music. It's a mythical, magical listening device and it revolutionized everything and now it's incorporated into our phone. We didn't think that we'd be able to listen to music on our phone and also be able to call people and also be able to monitor the news and monitor our friends and take pictures. I mean, the pictures that you take on your phone for a lot of people are the best pictures that you'll ever take, are the ones that are on your phone because that's the that's the camera that you have with you. In addition to being the camera that you have with you, it's a fantastic camera for the, for the, mo for the most part. It doesn't, you know, have the zoom functionality even though now with the second lens on a lot of the iPhones, um, it's got a little bit of the zoom functionality, but it doesn't... Um, it doesn't emulate some of the things the bigger cameras can. It's just, that's simple physics. But these cameras are so fantastic, and it's it's the camera that you have with you that's the best camera. It doesn't matter if you have a $5,000 camera sitting at home, and all of a sudden, you know, maybe your little kid decides to start walking for the first time when you're out at the park or something. Um, probably not out in the park, because then your kid might fall and hurt himself. But, you know, you know what I mean. If you miss those moments, the best camera you have is going to be your iPhone or your phone. And, uh, duh, it's the best camera because you just took pictures of your kid walking for the first time. And, you know, those are probably the best pictures you'll ever take. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe if you climb Mount Everest, those will be pretty cool as well. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's Apple. That's this, this company is just, it's the crown jewel. It's, if you invested in Apple at the very beginning, you'd, You'd, you'd be doing pretty well right now um, just because they're geniuses. Tim Cook, the current CEO, and I want to dive into this. Tim Cook, the current CEO, is a, um, he's a 
what do they call it? Like a supply chain king. He knows everything about supply chain. He can drill down the amount of iPhones that will be sold. Um, he's great at um, deciding demand or looking at demand and being able to decide, um, you know, how many iPhones are made, how many Macs are made. Um, all these different little conjunctions and you know decisions that have to be made for these Mac products, for these iPhone products, for the AirPods. It's just fantastic the amount of control that he's able to have and the amount of influence that he has, even as a higher up, because you see a lot of these decisions being made by, you know, the second or third director of these, you know, projects and things of that nature. But Tim has his hand in just about everything, and it's really fantastic to see how this company is run. And I hope one day we'll get a great little book or biography or extended interview of, with Tim because he is just he's a he's a king he knows what he's doing and he does it well and it's fantastic and I love you Apple thank you thank you for your beautiful beautiful products and everything that just works I mean if you were to send me a text message right now I could get it on let me just count one two three probably four maybe maybe three devices but you know, if you count the AirPods, the Ding, and the AirPods as a fourth device, then it'd be four. But I could get on my Mac, on my watch, on my phone. Um, and if you have a HomePod, it's a it's a home smart speaker that you can put in your house. That would be the fourth device, or an, even an Apple TV. I don't know if they they don't I don't think they show notifications, but that's probably going to happen soon enough. Um, it's just the, the marrying of their entire ecosystem, and I think that's what people talk about a lot, is the ecosystem that Apple has. The ecosystem is so powerful, it kind of draws you in. The App Store, the iTunes Store, the um, just everything. The Apple, the Apple experience. They're not crafting just one product, they're crafting an experience, and I think that's super important for you to look at. Look at Samsung, for example. Samsung has, they got, they got a smart speaker, it's not great. They have their phones, they got the Galaxy line, the Note line. They make a few computers. They're not anything to holler home about. I think they're probably most popular for the Chromebook crowd. They make a few Chromebooks that are that are not too bad. But they they basically focus on phones. They got some fridges. They have you know some smart things, but no computer, no fantastic computer, no fantastic. They they've got the smart watches, but they don't have the ecosystem like um, Apple does. They don't have an app store like Android, because they, they run on the Android platform. And that's partly to blame because they do run on the Android platform. They cannot integrate things as well. If you were to look at in the Samsung phone, there's like two mail apps. There's Gmail and there's Samsung's mail. There's two internet web browsers. They got Chrome and Samsung's web browser. There's just too much fragmentation. And even with the updates, like if you were to update your Samsung, it's impossible to get updates on the day that they're released from Google and Android to your Samsung because they have to go through and jump through all these hoops and get skinned. Um, Android has this, like, you know, weird ecosystem where things have to be, you know, tailored to the phones and the platforms, and Apple just doesn't have that. Once Apple releases an update, you can download it that day on a lot of their devices. They they su they support a lot of um, older devices, and that's just that's fantastic. I love you, Apple. I love you. Love you a long time because you just... Everything works. Everything just works. And it's so simple to say that, but it when it's true and everything, you know, gets the text message that you've been waiting for, you know, maybe your, you know, grandfather is, you know, 
flying to your house for Christmas or something, and you get the text that lets you know that, nothing in the world will matter if you don't get that text on, you know, one of your devices. And the fact that Apple can integrate all these things so successfully, it's not like, you know, maybe the text comes to your phone and it doesn't reach your watch because your phone is far away and you're relying on your watch. With Apple, you can just rely on your watch and know that that phone or that text message is going to hit your phone and come to your watch. And it's just, it's going to work. And that's what matters at the end of the day is if thing works. So yeah, that's my, that's my Apple, that's my Apple doodad. Um, I've been a big fan of Apple. I watched a lot of the keynotes. I try and watch all of them. Now in college, I can watch more of them, which is fantastic. Except for this most recent New York Apple event. It's one of their first ones that they've... Maybe it is their first one. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Um, they did this one in Brooklyn, so it was at 10 a.m. Usually they're at 10 a.m. in California, which means 1 p.m. in Buffalo, which means I get to watch them because I'm out of class, um, usually by 1 p.m., which is fantastic. And I love watching these events live because they're crafted in such a beautiful way. And... Tim is such an eloquent speaker on stage, and Johnny Ive, I love Johnny Ive, he's their product design, I think he's their chief design officer, and he um, he narrates over a lot of the videos, I don't think he's ever appeared on stage, but he narrates over the videos that Apple shows on stage, and it's, it's quite beautiful, he's got the voice of an angel, and the way he says aluminum, he says like aluminium, which is how they say it in the United Kingdom, I think, or England, or you know, aluminium. So thank you, Johnny Ive, for your beautiful products. And who else? Phil Schiller. Phil Schiller is a, he's got, Phil Schiller is basically the passion behind Apple. This man is excited about everything. He, he was the one who was talking about the iPads, I think. And he, he just kind of went off on the iPads and talked about how amazing they were. And you could feel his, um, his excitement and his passion for Apple and the iPad line in specific. And, I mean, when you feel when you feel that kind of passion, you're kind of almost guilted into going out and buying an iPad. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find a use for an iPad because they look really nice. I'm gonna go to the Apple Store probably this weekend and check one out. And next week episode, next week's episode, I'll talk a little bit about them and how beautiful they are. And I promise it won't be as long as this little Apple segment has been, but it'll be it'll be great because Apple is great. Okay, I promise I'm done. Um, next, I don't really know what I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, um, podcasting in general. I am, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. There's this new podcast. It's not new, but it's called the Eater Upsell. It's by this website, Eater. They have a whole bunch of little sister websites in different cities and they, they, um, talk about food and restaurants and restaurant culture. And obviously with my restaurant background, I, I work at a restaurant in, in my hometown and it's so interesting to hear the culture behind food because I think food is one of those things that everyone can obviously relate to and talk about because it's food. Who doesn't like food? Um, besides maybe that guy in Ratatouille who kind of hated the food, and then he liked the Ratatouille at the end, so maybe he loves food. But food is such this uniting cultural factor, and it's fantastic. You should listen to it. Um, plug for Eater Upsell. Eater, please send me money for... No, actually just send me food because I love food. There we go. That that look at that. Look at how that turns around. So yeah, this is gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode. I'm gonna end it right here. Thanks so much for listening. My name has been Thomas Pride. My name has always been Thomas Pride. Again, sponsored by Subway, the dessert 12 inch wrap. Please go buy 
the 12 inch dessert wrap even if it doesn't exist just go to your local subway and say hey where's the 12 inch dessert wrap they'll greet you with skepticism and a questioning face and probably kick you out of the restaurant restaurant by the end of the it's it's a it's hard to call subway a restaurant because it's fast food and i don't know if i'd call fast food a restaurant but i'd call mcdonald's a restaurant that's interesting that's interesting how we call them some things restaurant we call it i don't know we just say subway fast food we just say we're going to subway we don't say we're going to a restaurant we're that's interesting the english language is interesting okay see ya bye